Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, lovely up to 90 listener. We have a little announcement to make. This week, we decided to conduct a little bit of an audio experiment. So because this episode was very long, coming in at an hour and 45 minutes, we have actually put a half an hour up on our Patreon. So the first half an hour of this podcast, you can find exclusively over on our Patreon. Here is the rest. Please enjoy Thank you so much for supporting Up to 90. Big love. Just a quick one to say, our listener of the week. Emma, do you want to announce who our listener of the week is? Because this, yes. this relates to last week and a conversation we had. Yes. So Emma is listener of the week. She's a brand new patron. <laughs> it's not me. It's a person called Emma. And I met her and Maggie last week in my local park all socially distanced, all within our 5K. And it was lovely meeting Emma and Maggie. Now, I have been informed, I'm not going to say who, boy, but somebody within their friend circle has informed me that they have a group, WhatsApp group called the Shite Hawks. And there's people in that group that listen to the podcast. But there's also, I mean, it's unfortunate, especially at the moment when we all kind of need as much positivity in our life as, as possible. But unfortunately, there's a divide at the moment uh, happening within the group. Some people are patrons and some people are choosing not wow. to, say, you know, to sign up. So um, listener of the week this week is Emma. And I just say to the Shithawks WhatsApp group, just let's have a little bit of unity, especially, you know, we're all in this let's, together. Yeah. Let's have a bit of Good Friday agreement going on. Yeah, and as I've said it before, uh, vaccines for patrons first. Of course, is, yeah. And, and you facts. do, like, like you're very high up in the HSE. Yeah, I think I've, I think I've been very honest about that from the start of up to ninety. Now I do, I will say, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be calling you out on stuff live on the podcast. But I, mm. I still maintain that vaccinating that school and pray was not the right thing to do, Emma. <laughs> I know you're like, but it's on the M50. It's handy for me. Yeah, but that's not how you decide who gets the job. I read today, like literally just a couple of minutes before we came on the Zoom, that supposedly all adults between the ages of 24 to 35 will have their first 
vaccine round by June. Oh, stop. Come on. It was in the business post. I was like, this is, what is this? I just, you know what? April now. Emma, I can't. I can't. It's not possible. No, it's not possible. And I live with um, a man who has a serious problem. Fred. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Fred is his name. And... The jocks. That's a serious problem, which is that he suffers from chronic optimism. Mm. And it's very hard to live with. It it's really very debilitating. Does. Very debilitating. Leaves him off. And today, Fred asked me if I'd gotten a call about Kilkenny. Now, Kilkenny usually happens in June. Mm. But needless to say, it's over. And Fred was basing it on this, I think it was the business post he must have read. Well, actually, I'm not sure where he read this article. But again, he was quoting this figure about how we're all going to be vaccinated. I just said, Fred, I can't. No. Well, I tell you. Anymore. I, I mean, this we're into April. Like, how? Come on. Like, how is that even I mean, it's not possible, but why are they even going to throw that out there? They're just setting themselves up for failure. We don't even have the vaccines in the country. Until we have the vaccines in the country, you can't be saying things like we're all going to be vaccinated by June or whatever it is. I mean, we've crossed this bridge before. We've been burned before. Yeah. Well, I got a... I, uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> I got a call. Plaster on your arm. What? What's that plaster on your arm? You've got your jab. <laughs> My jab, fuck's sake. No, I got a call um, about the vaccine. No, I, I got a call about a festival in August. And I was like, yeah, fair enough, but like, it's not happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, really don't. Yeah. Now, I could be wrong. Could be ha-ha joke on me. You are actually fucking driving to Sligo, Emma, for not great money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I don't think it's going ahead. No, I think things will. I think things will be a lot better. Well, it will will be better by August. But it's one thing about like going to be able to get your fucking hair cut and going to a fucking festival. Yeah, I mean, I, festival is like that level, or like you know, three arena festival. You know, crowds of pe- crowds of people in close proximity like I'd say that's well down the fucking line I would imagine I mean I suppose the only thing with the festival is that it is mostly outside but at the same time it's not something you want to I mean it's not something you want to be encouraging for 2021 no but I I don't even know how it would work like if it's uh, like I don't know exactly but like if it's a three-day thing or whatever people are camping and all that Mm. I mean, the hand sanitizer costs alone would be off the fucking charts, wouldn't they? Uh, yeah. No, I'd say I'd say you'll be safe enough. It'll be one of those gigs, Emma, that we say yes to, and you're like, I must come. What I listened to actually this week, podcast-wise, I'd really recommend it. Yes. Did you listen? Oh, I knew as you were going to say it, and I was like, I haven't fucking listened to it. Joe, you know, I've been off, not off the grid completely, but I've been kind of off the grid because I was off Good Friday, and then obviously at the long weekend and I was off today as well. So I've just actually, I'm much more on it like when I'm in like Monday to Friday work mode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've been much more whatever, but I've just been like, you do to do. I've just been having a great old time to myself. So I knew as soon as you said it, I was like, fuck. And I didn't really want to listen to it. So funny you saying I'm just here having a great old time to myself. I can just imagine you at the bonfire with the white <laughs> Russians. <laughs> 
Um, no, so the podcast recommendation I did try and explain. I totally get it when you're out of your routine. You're not going to be listening to podcasts. Uh, Changes by Annie Mack. Good old Annie Mack. Mm. She had Katie Price on and I thought it was very, very good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we nothing that we didn't know already, but it is just lovely to hear the story from Katie Price's own mouth in her own words and if nothing else the highlight for me is just Katie saying priory over and over again it's just such a joy I love how she pronounces priory yeah and at various stages Annie says things like I was reading your autobiography and she said okay which one and like you know Annie's referring to and she's like was that in the second book and then Annie's like I think it was the third installment oh you've had so many And you do have a moment of thinking to yourself, Katie, at least pretend that you wrote the books. I actually remember somebody, I think somebody brought one of them into school. Would that be right? And it was just like the best day ever. Do you know what I mean? Like you had a crap class and you were just like, give a go a dash. And of course, you go through all the photos first and you have a real good old go with them. My favourite ones, I like the early glamour shots and the stuff yeah. about when she was in the Playboy Mansion and stuff. I like all that stuff as well. Very interesting. Yeah. I'm and not she- overly interested with the boyfriend stuff. I have to say, I'm more just interested in her as but a I mean, person of and course. Her, how her brain uh, works and stuff. Well, I mean, the, I mean, the last, I mean, obviously the, the last few boyfriends, the current guy included, they all kind of blend into one in they the really sense do. that there, there's, I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how interesting there is people. I mean, obviously Katie is, you know, the one that kind of keeps us coming back for more. Like we're big fans of Katie. I do remember, remember her first one, what was it called? Um, was it being Jordan or something like that? And do you remember the front cover was her all glammed up and then the back cover was her without the makeup and the hair curly. And I just thought this was wild, like seeing uh, her was in her natural in black form. black and white, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good times. No, I will good. listen to it. I'm looking I'd, forward I'd, to listening I'd to rec- it. I'd recommend it. It is. It's It's very good. I really, really enjoy it. Enjoyed what it did you today, do so for Easter? sure you know yourself nothing much didn't do much I mean it sounds insane but like all the days are bleeding into one another so I didn't even really cop that it was Easter because we had done our big shop earlier on in the week then I wasn't really in the supermarkets as such and it was all a bit last minute you know yourself didn't do much I said we wouldn't roast a lamb but for the occasion I did a lamb tagine so Mm. I like a tagine Bit too sweet, though. That's the problem with the tagine. It can really go the other way. Like sultanas are very, Ugh. yeah, too much. I, I, w- I would say no to the sultanas next time. But other than that, it was grand. And as I said, bared my soul to Fred over a non-alcoholic bottle of wine. And yeah, that was it. I mean, obviously, little Ted is a bit young for the whole Easter thing. But my mom did send him an egg which was cute. Well, fair play to her because I, so I have to say that lamb with the raisin, if you'd given that to me, obviously I would have thanks Emma. a million, but I would have gone to Shane, what the fuck was that? Emma, that was it was like cake. I don't even, I'm not, oh, I'm not big on lamb. For me, peak L1 is having a love for a lamb. I don't get it. Just leave it the fuck alone. Lamb chops, okay. But like, I'd never order lamb, never buy lamb, just 
fuck off with the lamb. But thanks very much for the dinner. Like I do. <laughs> I did have a moment when I was serving the tagine oh. and it was like a lamb <sighs> cake. It was like a meat cake. I did have a moment of, oh my God, I wonder what Shane would say if I served this up to him. He's such a fuss no, with the meat. He'd love it. No, he'd, he'd love it. No, maybe so, not the raisins, but... No, it was a note, the sultana's raisins, whatever, in the tagine. But yeah, that was about it. Didn't get an egg from Fred. Didn't get an egg from Fred. Mm. I didn't buy him one either, but just for fun. My auntie gave me an egg and, and I fabbed... Yeah fobbed it off as Fred's eggs so I knew we hadn't gotten each other eggs and then I surprised him with his egg which was actually my egg and he's like I'm so sorry I didn't know I was like it's okay just really enjoying life up on the high horse and then when I was halfway through the non-alcoholic bottle of wine thought I was flutered said I have a confession to make and he knew what it was he said straight away I I knew that button egg was your egg we laughed and we laughed and we laughed. And he's weren't even pissed. And then the next day I was like, oh my God, we were sober. There I was your There wasn't any eggs. There was no eggs to be had. So I got the eggs in the for the house here first. So like does obviously there's the five. Well, no, I bought four because I already had an egg. And um you know, like it takes up a good bit of room in the trolley. So I was like, well, I'll get the ones for the nieces and nephews then before Easter, because I was like, right, that'd be was well, a five. And then maybe get a couple more for like, you know, miscellaneous kids or whatever. Like just Thursday, kids you're meeting on the road. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kind of. I just want to, I'm always trying to be, I don't care what adults think of me at all, but I just, I always want kids to think I'm like, oh no, she's sound, she's sound. That adult anyway. hanging out on the green by the bonfire, <laughs> were you talking to that lady drinking the white Russian? She's sound, she is, the she one gave with the me bon- an Easter egg. She gave me an egg. She gave me an Easter egg. She was talking about Zoom gigs and saying <laughs> she's not writing any stand up. I can't believe it's the absolute fucking cheek to come on the podcast and talk about Zoom gigs like as if, wow, wow, Emma, thanks for the information. None of us could have fucking figured that out for ourselves. They're a bit shit, but they're okay. Oh, yeah. Look, it's yeah. not making the well final done. edit, Emma. No, it's thank done. God. It's not going to get any new fucking patrons anyway, that's for sure. But um, no, there was no eggs. So by Thursday, there was no eggs anywhere. And I tell you something else. There was no fucking mini eggs to be had. I don't know who got all the mini eggs, but the mini eggs were gone. I went to D. Deals, I thought deals would be the spot. No eggs. I had I had to get a couple of them uh, Maltese or bunny things for like you know the Easter egg hunt or whatever. It was it was slim pickings on the Easter egg chocolate front out there. And then what I did was, and I'd done this another day. My local pub, you're giving it up for Garvey's Buglers Pub in Ballyboden. They have, uh, it's called a meeting place and you can go and get coffee. It's very nice coffee and they've cakes and scones and you can get toasties and pizza. And you can also get a takeaway chicken, roasted chicken, or you can get the chicken deal, which is a full chicken, coleslaw, potatoes and a baguette. Oh, nice. That's a lovely lunch. Yeah, so I went and got that. And then Shane, uh, me and Ella went for a walk and went and got that. And then he had some Yorkshires and some other, he did some other potatoes just in case 
the ones from Buglids weren't vegetarian safe for Ella. And we had a couple of other bits and bobs. I can't remember now. But it was nice. And the coleslaw was nice. I don't know about you, but I'm very fussy about coleslaw. Oh, yeah. You can, I mean, yeah. Coleslaw is it's hit coleslaw, and miss. Yeah. So, yeah, it was lovely. So I think what I'm going to do, because I ha- I made the mistake of I mentioned to Ella when we were around there. I was like, oh, those scones look nice. Maybe I'll get them tomorrow morning. So this morning I was obviously having a few Zs, so I didn't. So I might actually go around tomorrow morning and get a scone because she has her German oral tomorrow. So she's going, she had her Irish one. They're happening over the Easter holidays. Yeah, so she had her Irish one last week and she has her German one this week. And how is it working, the oral situation? Is it is it the same setup, only they have masks and it's two metres apart? Or what's how are they doing it? No, so basically the setup is that they do it with one of the teachers, but it's not their own teacher. It's another teacher mm-hmm. in the school and it's filmed. Mm-hmm. And it's sent off to be graded or whatever. So the teacher themselves, the teacher conducts it, but they don't grade it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's that's how it goes how it goes down. And how um, did you, and she found it okay. It, it, you know yeah. what? It might kind of put you at I mean it certainly would put you at your ease if it was a teacher that you were familiar with. Well, I just thought it was great the fact of like because there's been such obviously there's always such build up about the leaving cert if you're if you're in it and you're doing it. And I think there's just been so much build up in the last two years because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I think it was just, maybe I'm projecting onto her, I don't know. But I was like, God, it must just feel nice even just to like start the, pro- like just to start a bit of it now. Like, so, right, that's the Irish oral done. I can forget about that. Or, you know what I mean? Like that it's actually kind of, it's happening. Like it's actually starting or whatever. Yeah. Well, and also it's kind of, it's a bit of normality, isn't it? Because you spent yeah. your six years in school being told you're going to have an oral, you're going to have an oral, you're going to have a practical, you're going to have mm. a written exam. So it's probably a bit of a relief when, as you say, they do get to do their oral or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, yeah, now mm-hmm. the ball is rolling. Great. Okay. This is going to happen now. And then, of course, I don't, I don't after know. Easter, the rest of the school will be back now. I completely forgot about all them not being back. It is mad. I totally forgot as well that the kid, that not all of the kids. It's it's so insane that so many of these poor kids, like the little firsties, mm. the little firsties haven't been in since before Christmas. And you know who I was feeling sorry for actually today? Uh, one of my former students, um, gonna, well, actually, strangely enough, the last few days, a couple of my former students have been on to me. Um, but one of them got on to me and I was saying, um, somebody got on to me there about doing their podcast. So a couple of my former students, I think the podcast is called, I think it's the Paddy and Dara podcast. Um, mm-hmm. but they were my former students in Lucan. And I was thinking they're, they should be, I mean, they are in second year college. But what kind of a college experience have they had? Yeah, not much. It's tough, isn't it? It is tough, yeah. So Yeah, because I actually, I saw, now this uh, this is just like a fucking fleeting thought, like absolute fleeting thought. But I saw this thing there the other day for Bow Street, you know, like a part-time, it's like evening, two nights a week acting. 
thing for six months. And I was like, oh, yeah, I would like to do something like that. And then I see the price and it's like, oh, it's 2800 or something, right? I was like, oh. But then I was like, oh, I'd say that kind of thing, though, is great for like connections and meeting people in like the biz and like figuring out how it all works or whatever. And then I was like, what should like to be now fucking networking? Because a lot of no. it will be uh, remotely, obviously. Like, I suppose six months would, it's like, if it starts in April, that's going to bring you up to, like, well, November or something. Start November or something. But, uh, look, anyway, it was like, that's too much money for me. But, um, yeah, it, it, it is weird. Um, oh, God, God, Tommy had this massive fall in the park on... Oh no! It was a Friday or Saturday? He they have these kind of um, pole things with little, you know, you can climb up with your feet. And I was walking around with another mom who was there with her kids. I know her from like school and stuff. And Joe and Tommy were coming over to me, and they're like, "Joe or Tommy fell or whatever." And so I'm getting close. I realize his face <gasps> is covered in blood. Emma. So basically he fell what off. Happened to him? He fell off the top of it. But then one of the boys is saying, he's like, he didn't really fall. He just jumped. I don't know whether he just had a brain fart and was like, I'll jump off this. But he was, and because it's so close to me, this is me, Emma and Maggie's park. The girls weren't there, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But um, they weren't there to help out. But I know like uh, I had nothing with me like wipes or tissue or anything. But I did have water, so I was kind of able to clean him with water. But he was so shook. And his mouth, oh, my God, really, his mouth was huge. His lips were all swollen. And he was getting his Mackie D's and he couldn't eat it because of his lips. Had to cut up his nuggies for him and his chippies. Yeah, so we went upstairs and we had to have a cuddle in the bed. But we have been back since because I wanted to get him back since because I was like, I don't want him to be like scared now. Do you know that? You know, he was that shook after it. I was like, I have to like bring him back. So he was grand. He was grand. So he landed on his face. Yeah, I think what basically happened because his nose was bleeding. And it was basically his nose <gasps> and his mouth. But I think what happened was he fell. And all the rest of them was fine. But I think what happened was, you know, that thing of like, if you if you have a big fall, even as an adult, but like especially as a kid, you tense up your body. And have you ever done that thing where you clench your teeth? Like I did, I fell before when I was a kid and I bit my tongue and had to have stitches in it. So it's that thing of like biting oh. down. So I think he bit down on his lip and I think he, I think he hit his nose because he said his nose was sore in his mouth. But he like, it was just like, it was like, Sylvester Stallone's mom is like, wow, 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 wow. I wouldn't talk. He's, he, now he, and he has a cut, he has a cut on his lip. But he, it's so the swelling has gone down loads now, but it's still, he's still swollen. Like he gave himself such a bash. But like I hadn't anything. And do you know the way, like they're just like streaming. Do you know blood. what? That's, it's, but you know, I felt now even today we didn't have something for Ted and you just feel so, like you just feel so useless, don't you? Well, I just said, I saw some woman with a buggy and I was like, oh, I bet she has wipes. And the other mom who was there, she said to her daughter, she's like, oh, she'll run over and ask her. And she didn't have wipes, probably like myself, just lived loudly, but she had tissues. So she sent over a few tissues. Um, but I think he was just shocked. I think it was like quite a height. 
But he was fine. Oh, the po- and is he okay now? He was just a bit shook. Yeah, and he's absolutely fine. We went back and everything, but like, it's just like his mouth was just so swollen. And we'd gone up on the bikes. So he had to like put on his oh, little... Oh, no. He had to put on his little Thomas the Tank Engine helmet and cycle back home with the big fat mouth. And I was saying, oh, my God. I couldn't eat the chips. He couldn't eat the chips. Well, I mean, that's just the saddest story of it, all. I think it was the chips that really broke my heart. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, if you can't get a McDonald's chip into your mouth, you have a serious problem. Well, I was just so much smaller than that. I just, because his mouth is so swollen, he didn't know how to, like, open oh, it properly Emma. to show me. So he, his, his bottom lip kept just, like, going back into his mouth. And I was trying to see if he had... Because I was, I was just thinking of what happened to me when I was little. I was like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't need, like, stitches in his mouth now or whatever. But um, we went back there yesterday and he was fine. But oh, it's absolutely Baltic. And then the ice cream van came around. Doesn't take card. Oh, come on. Get with the program. <laughs> so Do you know what? Because our local, our local takeaway here doesn't take card. And I get it. I get it. I get it. But cash. No. I mean, the other day I went into town and I was like, apologizing to people in shops saying I don't know if you still take cash and they were like what's that like nobody's using cash anymore I think if if you're local takeaway and if it's a small thing and they don't take cash anymore like like have fucking Revolut on your phone or something like I know and I do understand I absolutely get it with the fees and all that that it's not necessarily worth their while but it's just that especially because where we live is quite isolated you know, we're like, you know, we're half an hour from an ATM. So no, it's quite likely we're not going to have cash. No, I think this bollocks about it not being worthwhile and fees is that's what money launderers say. Yeah, well, it's a very Do much a dingle mean? thing. It's a oh, West Kerry thing. They had a card machine in fucking Inter. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously but now to be fair that was, was only towards the end I think they were like let's get oh, yeah. the card machine towards the end before the end of the world yeah <laughs> they got the, the mic last... and the card machine just in time for a global pandemic I said I said that to you Emma my last night in the inter I was like Do you know what Emma it's February 2020 they have a card machine in the inter it's going to be a good year but do you remember when Janice said do you remember when Janice said in the January episode of last year, I said, I think this is the end of the world. I think, do you remember? Oh. Yeah. You've, you, do you know what I mean? You've spent so long masquerading as a psychic on social media that <laughs> no. you now are a psychic. That's what's I happened know. here. I haven't done, you know, I haven't done it in a while either. So I think it was just like the power started to come through, truthfully. But um, come here, is it a good Chinese? Tell me. It's not a Chinese, it's a regular takeaway and it is lovely. Oh, okay. So it's a pub and they're doing food at the moment and the food is really, really nice. So but a it's, pub hasn't got a card machine. I, do you know what they, they have? I don't on. know if they ever had a fucking card machine. But Are, they, like, are think, they pouring pints out of fucking cans as well? Are you sure this is in someone's sitting room? It's all legit. It's legit. But it's funny because you think the first time they tell us they just take cards. Okay, Mm. like the first time, grand, like we're caught unawares. But the second time, it's like Judy and Fred just accept that they don't take cards. I'm like on my hands and knees in the car, on the floor, 
get like wetting myself when I find a two euro coin. We're nearly there, Fred. Like, oh, having to tell Fred you have to cancel the chicken wings. We can just afford lasagna. Like, I'm still a little bit shook from Tommy, that visual of poor old Tommy not being able to eat his McDonald's chips. He was eventually, though. He was able to eat the nuggets when I cut them up for him. And then we went upstairs. We had a little cuddle and we just watched a whole lot of um, Mickey Mouse on repeat. And then he kind of perked up and he was he was eating the chips then. And then full disclosure, I fell asleep because if I have to watch pure kids TV at any length, I'm gone. You're, you're out. Yeah, I'm gone. And we were in the bed and we were cuddling. So I dozed off and then I woke up and I thought it was about 12 o'clock at night, but it was actually about. <laughs> <laughs> and I came downstairs and I was like, where's Tommy? And Shane's like, I thought he was with you. He just taken himself into his own bed and was on the toilet. <laughs> so parenting 101. I'd Parenting 101. Yeah, I love it. I'd fallen asleep. So that's that's it. And then I didn't have my munchie box this weekend. I thought I'd spice it up. I didn't drink this weekend. I didn't have my munchie box. I thought, let's just switch it up. Okay, let's keep Emma's brain guessing. That's what I need to do. <laughs> right? So... <laughs> I got the special fried rice in Camille. Okay, so it's like chicken and prawns and fried rice. I thought it was a lot bigger when I got it the last time, which was only a couple of months ago. And I really thought that I'd have some left for the next day, and I didn't. So make of that what you will. Did you enjoy it, though? You obviously did. I didn't. enough the first Oh, sitting. okay. But you just okay. wanted more. I wanted, I thought it would be more because usually now I was doing a very sneaky thing in Camille, please don't wrap me out, where I was ordering two kids meals from Camille and that was keeping me ticking over and I'd have some for the next day. But the special fried rice did not last me until the next day. So I'll be done with that for another few weeks. And you know Two what? kids meals, people, is the way to go. That's actually a top tip. But you know what? Mm. It is disappointing because you want that. You want the rice the next day. Yeah. You see, and what I do is I heat it up the next day and I'll add a few extra prawns of my own. I oh. might, I might fry an egg. Yeah, and ma, whack, miss extra prawns over here. Yeah. Whack a bit of soy sauce in, a few scallions. So I'd make a kind of a, I mean, I'm not making anything, but it's just slightly different. But um, yeah, so that was that. And then I tell you a little something, something. So on Friday, we would usually have a drink. And I was like, you know, I'm actually, I'm not going to drink. I said, I'll have a bit of tonic water. Have a bit of tonic water. Because I had had lime tonic water there and I had regular tonic water. So I had a bit of tonic water. Not a huge amount. Not a huge amount. Had the tonic water. Had the ice in the tonic water. Had the frozen berries in the tonic water, like a sap. Looked like I was drinking a pint of gin and tonic. I wasn't. It was just tonic, right? Woke up the next day. Still had the groggy mouth. Still had no. the groggy mouth. So it's the tonic water is what you're saying. Um, what I'm saying is I don't think the alcohol helps, but had the groggy mouth. Oh. Had that's, the groggy you see, mouth. And I was like, 
It's Where's funny my I reward? Drink tonic water. I think I could not drink tonic water without gin because it's a funny taste. I'm not gone on the taste of tonic water. Oh yeah, but you see, I was mixing it with the the lime tonic. I wouldn't have just straight tonic water. Okay. Oh yeah, the I'd lime need a bit is of, great. I'd need a bit of flavor. Do you know what I mean? But groggy mouth, groggy mouth. There's nothing worse either. And fair play to you now for not drinking this weekend. And it was an old bank holiday and all the rest. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling fresher? Uh, yeah, well, I was definitely fresher over the weekend. Yeah, it's just the freshness, you know what I mean? And mm. like, to be honest, I do enjoy, I do enjoy the gargle, but I don't, I don't need to have a drink every weekend, but I'm just been doing it because... I'm at home in lockdown because you know the way yourself you'd have gigs it at the weekend it marks the end of the week yeah you so say you'd have a gig at the weekend you come home at about I don't know half eleven or something you might have one drink or you mightn't bother having a drink because you're just like oh I'm going to go to you know I'm going to have a cup of tea and some toast actually that's what I'm going to have so I was kind of bored with it to be honest that's all it was you know yeah, and I do I do think as well, like, with the drinking, it's so, you know, it's such whatever thing to say. But I definitely feel like when you don't drink, you are given the gift of time. Like, you just have such a better day the next day. And I actually really like now getting up with Ted early in the morning. And even one drink, as much as I love that one drink, when I do have it and I enjoy it, it yeah. really does affect you the next day in terms of getting up and your energy levels and all the rest. And honestly, getting up the next day and having the time and having the energy, it's a nice little payoff for not drinking. Like I could actually, I'm at the point in my life now where I'm absolutely not saying I'm giving up drinking anytime soon, but I can totally see the appeal of not drinking now for the first time in my adult life. Yeah, I know. actually, because coincidentally, I um. I was seeing about, do you see, do you know Kate uh, Gunn? No, I don't think so. So uh, she is an author and her second book, so her first book was, apologies, Kate, or anyone who knows Kate, it, but it was about her and her husband got a divorce and her, her husband also contributed to the book. So it was all about, uh, you know what they did right what they did wrong how they find it because they have a couple mm-hmm. of kids as well so and now obviously or not obviously but uh, they've both moved on and she has another a new partner and everything whatever but she her newest book is called The Accidental Soberista so she's been sober for I don't know probably five years but it was something that happened by accident. And she would have said that she was kind of a medium level drinker, like social drinker mm-hmm. or whatever. And then I think when she kind of realized how big of a part it was in her life, the the there was more, the positives outweighed the negatives in terms of like not drinking or whatever. But um I'd seen that. And then I saw Keith Walsh had her on his podcast. I was like, oh, I'll give that a listen or whatever. But I think they when Keith, because I've heard Keith talking about drinking before, I think he was like a kind of a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday drinker. Okay. Whereas to me, like, I'd be like, God, that is that is quite heavy. Why don't I don't even like have five drinks on a Friday? That's pretty much it. But 
I'm just not. I've, sometimes I feel like uh, it's more to, like in social settings, and obviously there hasn't been any social settings, but uh, definitely I've been at things where I've drank more to like uh, make, uh, to put the other people at ease. Do you know that kind of way? Like it's yeah. a social thing because there's nothing worse than rocking up to someone's gaff for going out for dinner. Isn't it a real cloud? Like when you go out for dinner and you're all like deciding what you're going to drink, whatever, and somebody pipes up and goes, I drove. And everyone's just saying, like, oh. don't they? The driver. I know. Well, it's funny it's, when people... It's because they have a reputation of they're the ones that are going to exit early. And they're actually, the thing is, people are like, where the fuck is she going now? She's yeah, going off to that fella who she told us. She told us well, all. She fucking. This is it. It's not. It's it's kind of viewed. I'm going to turn on the light now because this is getting a bit Blair Witch yeah, Project. Yeah, flashing. It? Yeah. Treat yourself to now light, Judy. Come on. There we go. Okay, we're back in business. We're back in business. Um, I suppose some, I mean, it's a terrible thing to say, but I guess you would always view the friend who was driving with a bit of suspicion. Mm. Like, that's exactly it. Like, what is the ulterior plan here? What is she up to? Whose gaff is she heading to now? Yeah, you, you kind of would always view it with a bit of suspicion. Yeah, definitely. And it is in this country, you always have to pull the old kidney infection card. So you'd love to be able to say, do you know what, lads? I'm not drinking tonight because I just don't fancy it. Or you'd nearly but have to just say, I've stopped. That. You'd nearly have to say, like, kidney infection. Or you'd just I have don't to say, drink. I don't drink anymore. You you wouldn't be able to say. Because that's what I'm like. I'm not drinking tonight. You couldn't. You couldn't. You'd, have to, you'd have to say it in such a way that there's kind you know it's layered that people could say to themselves oh actually maybe she stopped because she had to stop the only way you were allowed to not drink is to allude to some underlying drink problem that you're trying to resolve that's the only way you get a pass pregnancy kidney infection underlying drink problem that is the only way you will be allowed to attend this tapas meal without wine yeah and then there'll be that whole thing of like if it's someone's birthday say oh no I'm, I'm not drinking tonight it's like well pretty sure she drank at michelle's birthday it's my yeah is my birthday not good enough to have a few drinks at? like you don't want to make that a night out my birthday has turned into an obligation because <laughs> you've got your fucking car keys on the table but that's how I it's know. perceived yeah oh and i'm then an you obligation go to, birthday and then Am you I? go to okay. you yeah. And okay. then you go to the bathroom and you're saying to your mate, you're like, Maria, I can't believe she's driving. It. It's my birthday. <laughs> I know. And then Maria's like, but she drove us here. I don't care. I thought she was going to drive us here and leave her car here overnight. But you know what cost the last time she did that? It cost 65 euro to get her car out. Yeah. So what? It's my birthday. My 37th <sighs> birthday comes but once. A girl turns 37 once in her life. And you mean to tell me that she's not happy to pay 65 euro on a car park? <laughs> and then you hear she's not getting a starter as well. You're like, oh, I'm fucking done. Fuck <laughs> this. She's trying to, she's got itemizing the bill at the end. So, okay, we're going to split the bill. Well, now, you know, someone will pipe up. It's just, you see, Katie wasn't drinking. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, sorry. Hang on. Does anyone have a pen? <laughs> <laughs> 
Does anyone have a pen? I suppose it wouldn't be for because then you're doing the maths. You're like, well, it's Judy's birthday. So Judy can. Oh, no, oh, and the big shock. And the big shock that you're not paying for the meal. <laughs> Here we go. Here we fucking go on there, Katie. You're the accountant. You know, when people get really passive aggressive about it, you're the accountant. Sure, what would I know? I'm just a teacher drinking over here. You're an accountant. Sure, we'll leave the bill to you because that's what you do every day. Actually, I'm a corporate accountant. I don't do tapas. Yeah, well, it's the same. Oh, oh, what? Two plus two. Is that a five? Oh, well, the accountant over here. Can't I? The the accountant pipes up and they're like, um, yeah, that's sixty-two fifty each, and you're just like, I had a fucking margarita pizza. What the fuck? I'm still starved. I need to hit the chipper. Sixty-five euro. Oh, that's actually what you'd spend on the car park. But anyway, no, it's fine. Kidney infection is it, Katie? Oh my god! <laughs> I feel like is there any way we can do a sketch where it looks like we're in a restaurant? <laughs> And you know what's so summer. funny as well is that you know you're holding that grudge. You're yes. saying to Marie as you leave, well, I'm going to remember this come August. Yeah. For her birthday. For, for her birthday. I, I'm not going to make the meal. I'll catch up with you later. Fucking shots fired. Fuck her. Well, I learned my lesson saying I'm going to give the meal a skip, but we'll never speak of that night again. <laughs> but you know what? Like, honestly, I'd say I'd be happy enough to drink twice a year three times a year I'm I'm honestly just any drinking I'm doing a lot of it is just to keep other people happy enough for them to feel uncomfortable <laughs> like don't get me wrong I enjoy the drink but I'm not like I'm not mad for it like but I think it's easier now I think it's easier now to not drink now maybe I'm saying that as I'm getting older but I think mm. as a teacher I definitely think teenagers and younger people oh yeah they definitely are more in, they yeah. are more into health and fitness now now I suppose you could say that's probably stemming from this horrendous body image pressure well, that they're on or maybe on it's it could but, be the fact that all their parents are alcohols or alcoholics as well. Yeah, you know? it could be that. Their parents just, aren't alcohols. They just wouldn't stay. <laughs> their parents are alcoholics. Just in a silence. But, <laughs> this is my mom, gin, and my dad, whiskey. <laughs> it's probably because, yeah, their dad is actually a white Russian. He's a white Russian. Yeah, he's from Moscow. Oh, like, are you sure? Not the drink. No, like, I think he's Ooh. white and he's Russian. Therefore, he's <laughs> a white Russian. Did he find the glue? Okay, yeah. He went down to the alcohol what, section. <laughs> I know. And then you're like, oh, so that's why Katie called her daughter Kalua. <laughs> I thought it was because she's married to that guy. He's from Russia. He's white. Okay, so, yeah. Oh, okay. And Katie's like, I'm driving Ooh. tonight. I've got Kalua. <laughs> Kelly was coming back from her dad's first thing in the morning, so I'm going to be fresh. I'm driving tonight. None of leave this leaving the car in St. Stephen's Green Car Park. We've all been there. Um, oh yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I do think younger people are more clued in. I, I just think, I just think younger people are smarter than we were. Oh no, defo, yeah. I think they're just smarter. I don't think it is all down to you know, this body image pressure and all the rest. I just think they're more clued in and they're into their health, they're into their fitness. 
I think they're just better equipped to give more answers to questions. So there's no questions about like whether or like not that there's no, but like the only answer about your sexuality isn't that you're gay or straight or your only answer about alcohol is you do or you don't or you know what I mean? I just there's think a spectrum. Every, it's not yeah. as binary as it once was. Yeah. I think so. I'm just, like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Obviously, still pressures and, um, you know, expectations from family or friends or whatever. But it's definitely, yeah, yeah it's definitely loosened up. And-, and I can remember actually a friend of mine. Well, she's more of a friend of a friend. When we were teenagers, I can remember... Um, I, well, I got, I got friendly with her, I'd say, when we were in college. So it's probably like 18 or 19. But I can remember her telling me that she didn't drink until she was 18. I met her on a night out. She wasn't drinking. She's like, I'm not a big drinker. I didn't actually have my first drink until I was 18. And I could not believe that. She was the first person I had met who had waited until they were 18 to drink. And I just remember feeling this envy. I was like, wow, she must be so strong in herself that she has gone all this time. I was completely unaware. We were hanging out with the same people. She wasn't drinking. And I was so envious of her because I just thought she must have such strength of character to do that. I mean, this is back in, you know, the uh, the turn of the millennium. It was around the turn of the millennium. But I remember not feeling like, oh my God, she's such a dweeb. I just remember feeling really envious of her being... I suppose strong enough to make that decision because I was just a complete walkover when I was a teenager. Like there was no question, but I was rowing in with whatever the gang was doing. I was not, I was the furthest thing from a leader you could possibly imagine. But I just, yeah, I was really envious of her that she made that choice and stuck to it. Yeah. I can hear you now, yeah. I just said, I, I I, didn't have, it would drink, but I would have had it with smokes when I found out that people who I assumed were smoking 20 days well were like, oh, I just I just smoke on, on night out. I was like, sorry, what? And they'd had the same box of smokes in their handbag as they did the last time they were eight. And I was just like, I've gone through like a duty-free carton. And how did that make you, how did that make you feel? Made me feel like I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I But that's how I felt when this girl was like, I just chose not to drink. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Because at that point, the worst nights of my life, uh, they were all alcohol fueled, fueled without exception. Yeah. So I just could yeah. not believe. I, I didn't realize as a 19 year old that that choice had actually been available. Um. Yeah, but to be honest now, if I'd met someone that they're 18, they did, did, had told me at the time, not now, if they told me that they hadn't, they didn't drink until they were 18, I'd be just like, okay, sheltered. Yeah, but this girl wasn't. Or like, I've heard people say, oh, I, I never I never did that. Uh, my mom didn't let me. I'm like, neither did mine. That's why I fucking lied all the time. Like, what? Well- yeah, that does like remind me. My mom was fucking yeah. easy breezy about shit at all. <laughs> they were fucking real strict. she's like, are you what, do you need a top up of Kalua? Because I'm just heading down to Quinsworth now. And no, I agree. It's funny. Yeah, no, it was nothing to do with disobeying my parents or any or yeah. any of the rest. Like, 
from my point of view, but I just didn't have the self-confidence to say, actually, I don't really fancy drinking myself into oblivion. Uh, I, I Again, because just the people I, I like, the, the, ga- the gang of people I was hanging around with, it, I was incredulous when I heard this, that somebody was kind of hanging yeah. out with them and just had chose not to drink. And the real stinger, the thing that really got me was that this person was very much part of the gang. So like she hadn't been ostracized. Like people were like, fair enough. Because I think in general, people kind of respect your decision. You know, you might get a bit of jostling. But generally, you know, when people are quite firm and strong in something, people respond to that and say, yeah, Yeah. grant. So you know what? Maybe I I will try it now. Maybe I will try the no alcohol for the rest of my life. Maybe. You will do anything to get on Keith Walsh's podcast again. <laughs> it's the Keith Walsh podcast. Keith Walsh. No, there's no point now because he, he's talking about it and she's written the book. So there's other it's people. It's done. Too. There's, you no play. Money, there's no money to be made from it for me. So but I'm what about the play, Emma? Could you do a play for us? About being sober? Yeah. I think Keith's going to do it. Okay. So he, yeah. Okay, so he's has he read the play? Kate, probably, I'd say between him and Kate now they've got it wrapped up. So I'll have to find something, an angle that's not as much, maybe possibly, let's be honest, something that isn't as much effort would probably suit me down to the ground. Well, you know, Fred Cook has always wanted to write a musical. Yeah, I'd love that. That about could be what? the way to go. Well, about you not drinking. No, I, I think let's leave the drink thing. We've got to pick another topic. Did you see Nadia Ford at her TV show about set in the, was it 80s or 90s, about Italians in Ireland uh, chippers? No. Has, has, yeah. that been, has that been broadcast or is it just in the making? No, I think it's in. I think it's in the making. So there are over a hundred strong Italian names in the chipper game these days, with the boom of Irish Italian chippers happening in the 1950s. But the original wave of Italian emigrants to these shores actually began far earlier than that. We've had Irish Italian culinary masters in Ireland since 1880. By 1909, there were 20 fish and chip shops in Dublin alone, and that was serving up chips to a population of just 290,000. There you go. I never, there I never got go. to think of why Italians would come to Ireland. Well, well, actually, I'll just, during the eighties, like. yeah, because this is from the journal to good old journal to It was like our long-term fascination with Des Bishop coming to Ireland. We were like an American choosing to live here. This is insane. Um, oh, they don't have the author, do they? Have this? Oh, okay. So the journal, Tony. But they said here then the next fact about um, Italian chippers. Almost all of the chipper families come from the same district of six villages in Casaletigo and Val de Camino municipalities in the province of Frosione in the Lazio region in the south of Italy, about 110 kilometers away from Rome. Up to 8,000 Irish Italians have ancestors from Castellico. I think that is such that is such a good idea for a comedy Isn't show. It? Really, yeah. really, really clever. Yeah. No, just, you know, the way you, you see different things that like, oh, this thing's starting and you're like, oh, yeah, fair play and whatever. But like when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's that's a deadly idea. 
Very clever. And it's, you know what, isn't it a wonder it hasn't been done before? And it's so integral to Irish culture as your Italian chipper. Well, I think it's really good that there's somebody uh, heavily <clears throat> involved in it that is part of it. Yeah. It's, it's actually not- quite important because, yeah. yeah. You know? So I'd say that's probably why it hasn't happened before. Maybe actually you're right because I suppose there is always that danger, isn't there, when it's from an external perspective that it can become a bit of a parody. Well, yeah, like say if somebody was doing um, a similar thing about um, Irish Americans mm-hmm. or not Irish Americans, Irish in America or Irish in London. I'm just giving people free ideas here or whatever. But you'd hope that, you know, one of the people who was a major uh, part of it or whatever had some decent, solid knowledge about that. Yeah, I'm very excited about that now. That sounds great. You know what I realised as well? We never gave a shout out to our new patrons. We've quite a few on board this week. Will I just give them a quick shout out? Yeah. Do do that before we go. Before we go, did you know I spoke Italian? I've kept it under wraps. I didn't want to say anything there, but I was I was feeling a little bit warm. Was I? Was there a bit of a tingle? <laughs> well, wasn't quite. Well, that's why I said warm instead of tingle. I hadn't quite got yes. to the tingle. It was just a little bit warm. Oh, thank you. We did have. You- now, I don't know if I mentioned the... We did announce our listener of the week, which is Emma. Yes. Latest patron. We have... I might have said these names before, so my apologies if I have. We have G, Gillian, Kirsty, Marie, Molly, L, Kira, Claire, Donna, Karen, Denise, Rebecca, Kira, Eve, Caroline, and Emma, who is our listener of the week. If you want to get involved, we're on the Patreon. Talking to you. No, yeah. that's not, and that's not coming from me. That's coming from your friends. That's how I have co- this information. Yeah. How would I have this information? That's coming from, yeah, the within the Shytox WhatsApp group, and it's from a place of love. And you have been made administrator for that group now, so be <laughs> yeah. careful, Shytox. <laughs> Did you? Were you wondering why that profile picture changed to Emmet Vicker Street? Well, now you know. She's admin. Yeah, if you do want to get involved, we really appreciate it. We know you can't support every podcast you listen to, but... It's you can't. Very- you just can't, Judy. You actually can't. You can't. But we re- we really do feel the love. And it does... When I see a deleted pledge, a part of me goes with that person. And that's no lie. You can avail of Judy's Book Club, Emma's Craft Movie Club, and extra episodes at the L Patreon. I think our next Emma's Craft Movie Club, Emma, you might just pick that one. I'm going to just pick it, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, what I'll do is... We have a few weeks, a couple of weeks. I'll um, be in talks with the family during the week. Now, we did watch Pulp Fiction this week. Ooh. I hadn't seen it in a good while. Ella had never seen it. Obviously, Shane had seen it, but not in a good while. And uh, I bet you, did Ella think it was a load of shite? No, she really enjoyed it. Did she? Yeah, I no, think, so we all really I enjoyed think it. I go back to now, and I don't know what I enjoyed as much as I did. No, we all really enjoyed it. Um, okay. I did say something about which uh, has, it's haunting me now, to be honest. It's, so, you know, the way, obviously, there's, it's, 
you know, different stories. Mm-hmm. We're not kind of, you know, there's a running theme or whatever, but it's not like, you know, one story from beginning, middle, end, whatever. And I like that in a movie. If it's done well, I find it very enjoyable. But I made the mistake of when we were talking about the movie after, we usually talk about the movie the next day because once the movie is finished on a Saturday night, Ella goes, I'm going to bed because she likes to go up, make herself a white Russian and go to bed, get a fairly annoying rush. So we spoke about it the next day. And I said, I like when they do that in movies where it's different stories. If it's done well, I've seen it like sliding doors. Well, it's not the same thing, but like sliding doors is shit. So I was like, I like if it's done well. And I was like, it makes it a very easy watch, a very easy and enjoyable watch. And Jane's like, easy watch with all the fucking violence. I love the way you're falling like, asleep during Bosch. And you're like, I just want something light, like Pulp Fiction in your rocking chair, just rocking back and forth. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was um, enjoyable all around for Pulp Fiction. Why don't I just do Emma's Movie Club? And if it turns out to be okay. shit, it's shit. And if it's not shit, it's not shit. Let's do that. We might, try, we might try and get a few that are kind of, you know, not something like Pulp Fiction, because everyone knows Pulp Fiction. Not everyone's watched it, though. Like, well, I'm a great I think... one for that. There's loads of movies people say to me, and I'm like, I've never seen it. Well, it would be nice if you and the fam pick a film that you're going to watch and then just go with that. I, yeah, yeah, you're right. Just movie club instead, because it's mm. hard to sit through a film that you know is crap. Mm. That's two no, hours of your life it. you're never getting back. So just pick one and then give us a heads up and we can do I'll our on that. Yeah. I'll tell you on the Friday before we watch the movie before we watch the movie that we're gonna watch Lovely. on Saturday. And then we'll do the episode on Sunday. And I'm not right. gonna I'm just gonna watch the movie. I'm not gonna take notes. I'm not gonna have any names. You know me. <laughs> And I'm just going to do what I do. Like, I love when you're like, I think it's set in America, but don't quote (laughs) me on that. Did you watch the Tiger King documentary with Louis Theroux last night? No. Did you? I did. Now, that's when I saw that was on. I was like, oh, yeah, nice and handy, something light. Um, And then Shane was like 10 minutes into it. He's like, I forgot that, like. What, how fucking depressing and a load of bollocks mm. this all is because obviously we all loved it during the first round of lockdown um, but then it, it, you know he is right like a couple of episodes in you're like this is as depressing as fuck like um, just all the animals and well, it just their it, arms it, getting I think, off and shit I mean I think we said that at the time that if it, as much as it was great TV don't get me wrong and I was mm. lapping it up you were very conscious of just how exploitative it was. I mean, it was it was exploitative of people and animals. Yeah. So, like, I watched it. It was, you know, it was good. Like, even just to get the bit of Louis Theroux is nice. Oh, miss but, him so much. But definitely would have looked at my phone 20 times. Okay. Yeah. You know, like whenever there was any footage he had was like there was unseen footage from the original documentary that he did with him, which mm-hmm. was good. And they had the niece in it, who I remember was in the original one a bit. And you see, they couldn't really talk to anybody else because even though I think Joe had reached out to Louis Theroux, 
he signed he has signed um some sort of contract with a production company that did Tiger King that they mm-hmm. have exclusivity over him. So they're in the process of making the next uh Tiger King documentary now. That they wow. couldn't actually, he couldn't talk to him. Obviously he's in prison as well. But so and there was other people connected that he couldn't talk to because they had signed that contract. So I didn't even That's find interesting. out. I didn't even find out about like you know his business partner, the weird slime ball yeah. fella. Ugh. I like, oh, I will. I was like, oh, I'd love to know if he's still with the missus. No, of course I could just look it up, but I'm not that. In, I'm not interested enough that I've done my own research on this. Like I've done absolutely no research. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I kind of felt like saying, "Well, look, Joe, if Brendan Dassey's still fucking in prison, <laughs> like you're staying there." Oh my there. god! I mean, Dassey. Like, come on, a bit of real talk, guys. I know the pandemic has taken its toll on us, but Brendan Dassey is still in prison. He's all forgot about no, him. Do you know what? Lively. I miss... tweet and let's get Joe out and setting up a GoFundMe. I know. What about well, it, like, I mean, it's it's such an insult when you think of probably the tens of thousands of people who are unjustly incarcerated in yeah. the world, and Eric Trump was coming out talking about how the sentence seemed a bit harsh for Joe Exotic. I mean... No, Joe is 100%, like 100% guilty. And that's just what they know about him. Oh, dodgy, dodgy, dodgy McDodgerson. He's been talking... I mean, he was essentially drugging men (laughs) to sleep with him. And everyone's like, but he had funny jackets. Have we learned nothing? Have we learned nothing? From the past. Funny jacket screams some kind of offender. I mean, he was going on about like in the <laughs> unseen footage from Louis' documentary. He's an off camera. And he's he's back then he was even gone on about some people getting in touch with him asking, did they want uh do they want them to kill Carol Baskin for him? And he's constant even then he was constantly making reference to her. He's like, if if this park, if my zero, uh, my sanctuary gets taken off me, I'm just going to euthanize all the animals, and that's not the only thing that's going to be getting euthanized. Like he was buying, and then and then he'd leave a pause. Yeah, he'd say that's not the only thing that's getting euthanized, <laughs> and then there'd be a pause. He'd be like, I'm talking about Carol Baskin. Yeah, we got it. Thank you. We've seen the previous 10 episodes. He was like Pierce Morgan on Megan. He was just totally obsessed. 19, Meanwhile, as you 19. say, Brendan Dassey's like, but the WWF said they were <laughs> going to take me to a match. When's that happening? <gasps> I mean, so... No, you have to laugh because it's Jen. so awful. Well, now, I watched a 24 hours in police custody the other night. And it was a similar thing where somebody had an altercation with somebody in their property and then a fight like they were beating them up. They were never seen again. The search went on. They thought this is defo a murder. Nobody, not enough evidence, da 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 da. Turned out your man had been living in a tent for five years. Where was the in, where was this tent? Behind Asda. So they saw a face. They saw a Facebook account 
as him and they're like this is some sick joke or this is somebody involved in it that set up this this facebook profile page so they could find out where it was logging in from it was tapping into the wi-fi in asda your man was in a tent now that is clever he so he was from lithuania and he was working in i can't remember exactly what the thing was but like it was was it in was it on a farm or something? But it was like he- heavy, hardcore manual labor. But basically, it came out then afterwards that it was just like modern day slavery. And this guy oh, in it was, gosh, bullying, yeah. was bullying him, Was had taken his passport, was taking his money. It was like this ongoing thing and beating him up a lot, locked him in a basement before all this, all this like abuse, basically. And... He told him he he's punching him with car keys or something, and there was blood all over the place. And he told him to go down and get a cloth to clean it up, and he just made a break for it. And he went into this field behind the house. He found this little abandoned shed, and there was a tent there that someone else had been living in. And he set himself up, and he was gone for five years. And he only came out um, when it was dark. Like missing post, missing persons posters all over the place. Five years. Five years living yeah. in a tent. And they said they don't understand how he managed to keep himself like healthy and everything. He had like a little station set up where like he, he shaved himself every day and like he looked exactly the same as his missing persons picture. Wow. You know, like what became of him? So basically then what happened was the they helped him kind of get himself set up in another part of the country and he was getting um he was going to therapy and stuff and um yeah that's where that's where he was at but he wasn't in trouble or whatever but then I think they were looking into the place where he'd been working because like this is very you know this kind of underground thing is very common where people leave like say for example somewhere like Lithuania to go and work somewhere and like you know work really hard but make money and whatever and that it's just it's you know it's basically just slavery how the people are treated it's terrible yeah and and there was you see he had no he'd no he didn't have a phone. He didn't have his. He didn't but have a passport. I mean, so the phone that he—they're totally the vulnerable. Face, the phone that he set up the Facebook thing on. They asked him where he got the phone, and he just said, "I found it," which I would totally believe because I mean, of course, now like they're disposable items a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. The poor man. My God, and you know what? It is going on so much more than you think, and. It's it's terrifying. And also, it's a lot closer to home than you think. And people kind of choose to look the other way and presume. I mean, even with certain companies, there's a presumption. Oh, I'm sure they treat their workers grand and all the rest. But even yeah. sure with this, I mean, obviously, even with COVID now, the spotlight has been re- has really been shone on the conditions people have been forced to work in, like the likes yeah. of even meatpacking factories, never, to my shame, I had never considered the conditions. When I'm tucking into my lamb, for my lamb to gene, yeah. had never considered the conditions that people 
have to work and to produce these products. And I know there's some to- like obviously totally legitimate companies out there, but I think actually this year genuinely it was a bit of an eye opener. I think that's a really nice place now to end the podcast, isn't it? Just in a real comedy, real happy note. Comedy. Can I just end it actually on this funny note? Well, sorry, not funny, but I just thought this was kind of um, uh, a really bad, uh, like just a like just a nice cringe story, just to round yeah. round us up um, of an evening. Did you hear this one about the guy in Carlo and the scratch card? No, I didn't actually. So basically, this guy um, in Carlo, boyfriend's name is Patrick, girlfriend's name is Amy. Amy returned from work one day and Patrick, being the loving boyfriend that he was, suggested that they go for a walk in a nearby park because that's all you're doing these days. You're going for a walk. Now, little did she know, he had purchased a fake, fake scratch card. He stopped in a petrol station en route for the walk and bought another real scratch card. So, you know, you can see where this is going. Mm. I bought a real one, he said. And on the way out to the car, I started the video recording and gave Amy the fake scratch card and a key to scratch it. I positioned the phone on the door handle just as I had rehearsed earlier. So he had rehearsed this. Rehearse this, Emma. Yes, you're actually getting sick into your headband. (laughs) She started scratching. What unfolded couldn't have worked out any better, Patrick said. Amy is seen slowly revealing her card before her face begins to light up. I think I won 50,000 euro, she screams. I had that dream about the nits saying it would bring good fortune. (laughs) Now, Amy, okay, this is, I'm not victim blaming, blaming here, Amy, but I've never heard that a dream about nits means good fortune. Okay, I think... That's something that was said to us when we were small to comfort us, but I'm not sure it has any bearing on real life situations. Then Amy says, I'm going to faint. After a few minutes of excitement and brilliant acting from Patrick, Amy begins to read the fine print on the card. She reads, claim forms should be completed in full and are exclusively available in your dreams. Keep in a safe place so you always know where it is and remember the day You thought you won an absolute fortune. The penny drops and Amy realises she is on the end of a cruel prank from her partner, Patrick. He told the Irish Mirror, I was a bag of nerves. I don't usually get nervous. What a big guy. But I was really, I really was doing this prank. I wasn't sure what her reaction would be, but knowing Amy and her brilliant personality and sense of humor, she saw the funny side and I lived to tell the tale. The video has currently been viewed over 60,000 times on Facebook. I mean, bit of a prankster. (laughs) Can you believe that? Like, I would be up on a murder charge. If that happened to me. I wouldn't be a fan of that one. Wouldn't be a fan. <laughs> I wouldn't be a fan. I wouldn't do that to somebody. I so mean, I, it's just not funny. Like if no. I got if I got fifty thousand if I won fifty thousand, I would immediately think this could be us getting our gaff. This could be the answer imagine, to all your problems. Imagine. And to have that taken away as a sick joke. No. Imagine and you still you have to drive the person home. Oh, Christ, imagine you did that and the person was like really excited, but they started crying. 
they started like crying, like, oh my God, this is, this is going to change our lives. This is, this is everything. Oh my God, there is a God, like, or whatever. But imagine like, not only were they excited, but they were like crying emotionally. Emotional, yeah. And then, no, it's just too much. And I think it's the, it's, see, it's, it's too hard. It's too like, it's too cruel to give something to somebody and then take it away. If like, you know, like the old school pranks back in the day, like you've been framed and they get a copy of the car and a, f- and a fella thinks like there's a skip falling on his car and he's at the door and he's going ape shit. And then they like bring his car around the corner and say, it wasn't his car. And he's like, oh, just thank Jesus it wasn't my car. Like it's still shit, but he's not... He's he's getting his car. He feels like he's won a car because he thought he lost his car. But she's not getting any. She's not getting no. anything. All she's, she's winning like, is a shit boyfriend. No. How old was this fella? Like roughly, not that it matters. But like I'd say late twenties. Late twenties. Mm. I'm shocked. I thought it would have been late forties. That's like pure bored out of the brain stuff. That's why I thought like late forties. Well, we're at that stage of the lockdown, but it's the premeditation as well because he had ordered this fake scratch card. Yeah. You know, so Nobody he's intercepting the post. Me. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Just no. Even, even the and dog. And it on quite like, no. description. I knew like she had such a good sense of humor and she was just such a fantastic, wonderful, amazing person that she'd take this as the joke it was meant to be. Meanwhile, she's straight into shy talks saying you won't believe what this prick did. I just feel like that's a story that that is going to be his go to story for years to come. So they're on a holiday. Sitting beside them at the wedding. Yeah. Sec- yeah. The wedding. Second day in on the holidays. Oh, I must tell you this one. Absolute. Oh. Should you have seen the look this. on her face. And you know what? You see, the problem with that story as well is it's fucking shite. Because if he's telling that story, we all know what what it is already within uh-uh. seconds of him setting up the story. So he thinks he's Mr. Billy Big Bollocks because he obviously doesn't have to have personality. So he had to buy himself a fucking story, an orchestrated story a fucking dinner party story to tell. And it's a load of bollocks anyway, because there's no big, there's no uh, like punchline. There's no big twist at the end. We all fucking know where that's going. We all know what's happening there the second he lays into that story. And poor Amy was probably like, oh, 50 grand. Maybe we can finally clear some of your Paddy Power debt. <laughs> <laughs> It's Bit of a prank, yeah. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Fuck's sake. No. Jeez, you'd want to have like a fair few squid as well, wouldn't you? To do that prank and for it to be funny. Well, that's it. Yeah, you'd need to be comfortable enough, like. You wouldn't have, it wouldn't be a case of like, Jesus, I I was wondering how we were going to get through the month, let alone like something like this. <laughs> no, that's still a worry. And I've spent money on these scratch cards. So. What a prick. Emma. Not for me. Not for you. 
I've been Jamie J. I've been Joe Exotic. I haven't. I've been Emma Dorn the whole time. God bless me. <laughs> Sorry. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.